You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on RBMA Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick, and today we have a very special guest, Gunnar Haslam, who I've known for a long time and been meaning to have on the show, but we finally made this connect in our busy schedules. Um, he's done a couple of LPs for Lies, EPs for Mr. Saturday Night, other great uh, New York labels, and also Argo and Delson. Uh, he's one half of Romans alongside Tin Man. There's only one Tin Man, everybody. Make no mistake. Um, they did an EP for The Bunker and have an album coming soon. We're going to hear some cuts from that later on. Right now, we're going to get right into the mix with Gunnar Hazam. He's going to be playing us some music. So stay tuned. This is The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio.
the brain of effluence. Let it go, let it go. The pounding fist of malcontent, every blow, let it go. Rinse out all contaminants, let it go, let it go. Burning urges must relent, let it burn, let it go.
Red Bull Music Academy Radio, keep it locked. Parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, 
parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, pensiero, profondo, parola protratta, ritratto, promessa, ritorno, protetta, trascino, Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. Just a quick break to let you know we're in the mix with Gunnar Haslam, and this track is from the upcoming album from Romans on The Bunker, which will be out at the end of November. Stay tuned for more info on that and an interview in a bit. Again, this is The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio.
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. We've been in the mix with Mr. Gunnar Haslam. Thanks for joining us. Playing some pretty sick cuts. And uh, while we do the interview, we're going to play some tracks in the background from the Romans LP, which is going to be dropping on The Bunker in late November, early December. And Romans is Gunnar Haslam and Tin Man. Indeed it is. Um, So how... Since we're already talking about Romans, how how did this project come about? Where did you guys meet, and uh, why did you decide to start making music together? Um, we had met a couple of years ago um, at Unsound in New York, actually oh, yeah, yeah. at at a bunker event. Bunker at Unsound, yeah. Yeah, and um, we had some mutual friends, some of whom are in the room here <laughs> and uh and yeah so um we just got into chatting and uh a couple years later he came back uh he was in new york for maybe six months and um, i remember that when his girlfriend had the arts residency and they were exactly here, yeah. yeah and so we would go out uh you know get some beers whatever and then uh yeah one thing led to another we just started like messing around in his studio he had like a he had brought a small portable studio with him so i brought some gear over and uh i don't know we just worked really well together and had some cool stuff come out and yeah it's just been that way ever since really so what is the i think it's kind of interesting the process you guys have i mean i can start by saying that you guys i think compared to most people i know you you work really fast uh when we were uh we were all on tour together in february yeah Berghain, Concrete, and what was the place in London called? The Pickle Factory. Pickle Factory. Did all those together, and there was like, there were six days off, or five days off, between when I like saw you guys in Berlin and then met up with you in London, and you were going to go into Tin Man Studio together. And I was like, hey guys, how did it go? And you're like, yeah, I think we have a new album, or maybe two new albums. Yeah, I mean, it's the same way. I think we both work very similarly into, you know, on our own, right. um, which is very quickly, um, you know, we just kind of jam and 
kind of move through things pretty quick. Um, so when we work together, it's sort of the same way. Um, yeah, I don't know, it's really fun just having another person in the studio um, to mess around with. Um, yeah, during that week, we just like, on the way back from Berlin, we bought a bottle of duty-free scotch and had that <laughs> and just- Greased the wheels a little. Exactly, drank through that uh, that whole week and I don't know, we were doing It lasted like, a whole week? I know. Well, we only That's really, <laughs> I mean, between like, uh, between getting home and, I mean, we really only had about three days in the studio. And so we did about five or six jams a day, you know. Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> so once you're, you guys are just jamming in the studio, do you just hit record and kind of record the whole session and then cut out the best parts and those are tracks? Or how I mean, it's really like, I don't know, I can't speak for how Johannes does things himself, but it's really the exact same process I do on my own, which is that uh, I just kind of turn everything on, mess around for like half an hour and, uh, you know, you just kind of get into a groove and you kind of have a sense of where things should go. So then you sort of uh, say, okay, you know, let's now like hit record, start from the beginning, you know, start from what seems like a natural starting place. Right. And then uh, just kind of lay down a jam and maybe like edit a bit afterwards, uh, you know, just cut out some of the fluff. Um, but when we record that jam, it's sort of general shape is there um and yeah then we just do a little editing after the fact and it's done yeah and you're also when it comes time for turning that material into a release um i mean different artists do this differently i feel like you're definitely on the more meticulous end of like how i mean i guess just talk about the process of how you turn all this material when you're messing around in the studio into like a final release that you want to submit to a label yeah, I mean, I it takes me far longer to sort of put tracks together in my mind and make releases out of them than it does to make the music. Uh, you know, I'll sit on tracks for months and months and months and sort of try to figure out how certain things fit together. Oh, you know, maybe swap this one out for this thing. Um, you know, maybe this should. But every time I send things to a label, uh, the tracks are done. Uh, they're sequenced in the right order, at least for me. And right. uh, yeah, I mean, that's just how I like to do it. Um, I don't really like doing things with where things get like picked out. I don't like sending people like, you know, 12 tracks and have them all picked out. You know, I'd rather I'd rather do a fully composed release, especially with the albums. Um, yeah, I mean, I've done it both ways with artists, especially with EPs. I think it's kind of common. Here's a bunch of tracks. What do you think? But with you, it's always been very... Not only do you have the tracks picked out, but the order they go in. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, it kind of makes things easier and it's all really great. So it's right. And um, you've, you've worked with quite a few labels in your, what, what year did your first release come out? Uh, 2013. And that, was that the F Lies album? That was the album on Lies, yep. And you've done, you've done more stuff with Lies since then. Yeah, I did uh, another 12 inch for Lies, uh, two more LPs. And uh, there's like a compilation track I did on one of their double CD compilations. I mean, that's a lot just for one label in three years, but you've also, you've done some records with uh, our friends at Mr. Saturday Night. Yep. Um, you've worked with Steve Mizek, yep. who used to work together with the Little White Earbuds. Um, how, 
I guess, did you, when you started releasing music, did you just have a vision of having all these labels you respected and kind of spreading the music out or? I mean, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Um, right. All I knew was that I, I made some stuff. I sent it to Ron because I knew Ron and he was into it. Um, so that made sense for the first one. Um, for subsequent ones, it's just like, yeah, I mean, everyone who runs these labels are just friends that I know. Um, and best way to do it. I just like, you know, and they're labels that I think are, you know, cool and putting out good music. I'd like to put their, my stuff out with them. So that's usually how it works. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I put out things on a lot of different labels, I guess, but rather than sticking to like one label, but I don't know. I think I just have too much music. So uh, sticking to one label would really be would like... be a lot of pressure on that label. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to like come to one label with five releases for the year, you know? Yeah. Um, well, speaking of labels and crews, you have, uh, what are we going to call it? I guess a crew that's been becoming more well-defined and seeing more success really quite recently you uh are doing hot mix why don't you tell us a little bit about that yeah i don't really i mean it's just, so yeah it's just me and mike cerrito and justin cudmore um i were just three really good friends um you know we enjoy uh playing records together we enjoy drinking frozen drinks together um it's really all you need uh yeah i don't know it's just uh we have a lot of fun doing things together and that's kind of it we we all I think we all like play sort of a in a similar way, but definitely you know we're all pretty individualistic in our choices. Yeah, but it really works together when you guys played uh, when you were in the bad room when Adam and Tobias were in the good room in July. I mean, I was in and out because I wanted to see yeah, yeah. Adam and Tobias as well. But it really I don't know the the if not so much the sound very specifically but definitely like the vibe and mixing style felt really consistent in that room all night and i think kept like a really good energy it worked really well together and um well while we're talking about that we should shout out that you guys are going to be back at the good room together at the bunker that's on november 5th and function and silent servant are in the good room and that's all part of bemf and you can get more info on that and everything we're up to the upcoming Romans album should be on the website next week and all kinds of news about our podcast and stuff at thebunkerny.com um, so you've been gigging a lot lately um, you were just in Asia yeah where did you play in Asia and this was this your first time there it wasn't my first time in Asia it was my first time in all the countries that I went to um, I was in Shanghai I was in Ho Chi Minh City I was in Tokyo and Seoul um, yeah, all of which was really, really great. Um, I had been to Taipei last year, um, but this was sort of my first more broad Asia tour, I guess you yeah. could say. How would you, how did you feel that the, the audiences there compared to audience that you've played for in, um, the U.S. and in Europe? I mean, yeah, that's, I, I always enjoy it because, I mean, that's the thing is in Europe, the audiences are all obviously really great um, and there's all this sort of infrastructure built there um, in Asia and I was all it reminded me also of when I was in South America last year in Medellin um, I don't know it's just like a, a very sort of young scene where there's a lot of energy and enthusiasm and uh, so you know the crowds are maybe not as big but they're really like passionate um, and that's really 
I don't know, a lot of fun and I don't know, it's, it's, it was a really good trip just to see that sort of thing developing in different places. Yeah, especially you played in Seoul yeah. at Faust, yeah. which is, yeah, I definitely got that vibe that it was kind of from the ground up and yeah. it's probably going to end up being a really big thing in Korea at some point, but now we're just, you know, there's two competing clubs that are like two, 300 capacity each, and that's basically all that's going on there. But it's it was really fun to play there. It reminded me of um, the early days of the bunker. Yeah, for sure, like me kind too. Kind of before something's going to explode and really happen. So it's uh, definitely fun to be a part of that. Um, and I know that you enjoy good food. Yes. Uh, how did you, did you get down on your Asian tour? That was great. I mean, it's the other advantage to doing an Asia tour, right? Is Yeah, it's yeah. the main advantage, really, if we're being honest about it. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. no, I mean, food in Ho Chi Minh City was just incredible. Uh, yeah. To- Tokyo, I mean, yeah, every, I mean, I, I spent the most time in Ho Chi Minh City and in uh, Tokyo, so um, that's where I really sort of dug in. But, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Had a, I had a lot of friends in Japan in September, so I was seeing a lot of food pics on social media but I think your Instagram photos from Vietnam were kind of I mean now that's where I I've always liked Vietnamese food but I was like uh yeah it's pretty I gotta hit Chris up about this yeah, club. It's, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to play there yeah. whatever the fee is yeah exactly well, check it out. well Tin Man is actually going there in December and I gave him the lowdown on uh on the scene uh <laughs> when it comes to sort of noodle soups uh yeah yeah, it's pretty great. Um, I'm very excited to go back to Vietnam. I have no plans, but I have full intention to return. And you you had ramen at the same place I did in Tokyo, but you had at a, a Fury. Yeah. You had the, the vegan one, yeah. which I saw there and was like, oh, I think. Yeah, it was real good. Yeah, because it's a, a problem a lot of vegetarians have when they go to Japan. They, there's like a lot that they want to eat, but it can be hard to, to yeah, get, I get mean, something. I'm a very flexible vegetarian, right? So uh, <laughs> I did also get the normal ramen at a furry. I just didn't eat the pork, uh, you know. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's some real uh, I mean, vegetarian I the, flexibility. There. I mean, I had the broth, you know. Yeah. It's not vegetarian. Yeah. And um, would it get a lot closer to home? Just was that that last weekend when I was heading off to Europe and you were headed off to Detroit and Pittsburgh? Right, yeah. How um, how did Hot Mass go in Pittsburgh? Hot Mass was great. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's really amazing little club there and really, uh, yeah, really, really nice scene going on for sure. Yeah, and in Detroit, you played with Brendan and Erica, but not yeah. for Brendan and Erica? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, they are great people. Um, the party was really really great one um i it's the only time i've ever been in detroit when it's not the festival weekend so i kind of got a better idea of what well i don't know i, I didn't get too big i was only in detroit for a very little short but time it's but still it's a completely different it's a very different it's, vibe. it's been a long time since uh i was there not during the festival and i was there kind of not during the festival but for a few days before the festival started this year doing rbma radio and yeah, it's, I mean, it feels a lot emptier for starters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it was a lot of fun. Actually, the gig was 
really good. Um, a lot of people there, which I was like, I don't know, you just never really know how it's going to go in Detroit, you know? I've, I've been hearing from Brendan that there's there seems to be more of a scene popping, and for his parties and other parties, they're actually getting decent turnouts on the regular, which is definitely not what I was hearing about Detroit for the past, well, really long time Yeah, uh, outside of festival weekend. So it's good to hear that things are starting to pop there for real at other times. Um, so to get away from music for a minute, you, you recently got a master's degree? Yes. What, what is your master's in? Uh, it's in signal processing. Um, I don't know how nerdy we want to get into it, but that's really up to you. I mean, I mean, most go of my for it. go as deep as you want. <laughs> I mean, my research was mostly in sort of uh, music information retrieval. So uh, basically, uh, writing machine learning algorithms to um, be able to pull uh, salient information from music. So like genre recognition systems, bird song recognition. Um, and then I also did some work in uh, 3D spatial audio. Um, I'll leave it at that. So, but that all, the, the, I mean, those sound like things that could definitely apply to, I mean, you didn't pursue necessarily a career in your field after getting a master's, but it sounds like this stuff applies to what you're doing on some level now. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I was fully intending to pursue a career, but uh, music got a little bit in the way. Uh, so I decided to take some time off from math and yeah. I mean, would that career take you, take you on tour of Asia? No, it would not. Yeah, see? <laughs> Strike one. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it seems like it's going really well, and you're playing a lot and really happy, so that's great. Um, so I promised everybody we'd talk about food in New York at least a little bit. Um, you're something of a pizza, well, if not expert, at least serious aficionado. Um, a pizza, I don't know, acolyte. <laughs> I don't know. Do you make your own? I have, yeah. I mean, it. it's kind of, you know, it's a kind of difficult thing to do sometimes. I mean, it, you know, just making the dough, I, I tend to not have that much foresight. So, you know, to make the dough and let it rise tends to be... Uh, yeah, it's a, That just requires a bit more planning on my part than I'm used to. It also takes longer just to do that than to actually have the pizza delivered, a pretty good pizza delivered to your door in New York, generally. Yeah, um, you know, I when it comes to pizza, I, I generally would rather just go to the slice joint down the street, um, grab a couple slices. But uh, yeah, I mean, making it is obviously fun as making anything is um, yeah, and I, rewarding in its own right. And you can make a good pizza at home. It's not going to be quite the same, but it'll be a perfectly tasty, uh, you know. Yeah. I'll never forget once I was in Defara's and uh, Ceza was talking to Dominic DeMarco and telling him how much she appreciated his pies and how she's learned so much just coming there and watching him make them and she's learned so much how to do it yourself. And he just looked at her and said, what temperature does your oven go to? Right. She's yeah. like, I don't know, like 550. And he just said, you're not making pizza. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like the typical thing, right? Is just uh, getting enough heat in the oven, um, which in my tiny apartment oven, you know, can't really crank it up very high. Yeah. Can't hit 900, 1,000 degrees. But, uh, you know, you can make something. I've heard of some techniques using uh, 
grills, like Real. charcoal grills to get them really, really, like to, to approach yeah. temperatures of 900, 1,000. Grills can get hot. There are also some techniques involving cast iron pans and broilers that one could, you know, if, if you had some time on your hands, you could, you know, try and get into that. Um, it also starts to get pretty dangerous when the temperatures are approaching 900, 1,000 degrees, right? I mean, it's not something I'm going to do in August. <laughs> I would hope not. Um, so, well, let's run through some of your favorite uh, favorite pies. Oh, wow. Pies, or should we start with slices or pies? Um, well, yeah, we'll start with slices because i got to shout out uh, my man Luigi's on Decalb Avenue. Uh, that's, my, that's my go-to. I've never had that one. I mean, it's, you know, it's just like an under-the-radar... Local spot. Local spot, but it's just, uh, you know, I've been to many slice joints over the years, and it's a particularly good one. Um, it's nice to have right by uh, my house. Um, I know Joe's kind of near here, I guess, is pretty good. They opened one on Bedford Avenue, too. Oh, is it any good? I used to really like Joe's, and... I still like it as a slice joint. Like you definitely don't want to get a pie delivered from Joe's. Right. We made the mistake of doing that to Good Room once, and we were severely disappointed. Like it absolutely has to be a slice fresh out of the oven. Right. But in Williamsburg, there's I I don't know. I would go over to Best Pizza before. I yeah, get Best slice Pizza. I was gonna say Best Pizza is a is a very proud slice as well over in that area. Um, what else for slices? Rosario's. Rosario, Rosario's, yeah. I mean, I, I used to live, like, right above Rosario's. Um, you know, that was like, a, you know, when I would come back from the bunker, Rosario's was still open, and I could go and sort of navigate the uh, sort of other, um, I don't know, let's say less than responsible patrons at that hour. Yeah, and, it's, uh, I mean, it's it's a, the Lower East Side is a frat boy hang at this point. Yeah, exactly. But this, but this was the one bright spot. Yeah, we used to, I was going to say Rosario's mentioned, we used to go there either, well, there was actually an early period, the first year or so of the bunker, a lot of times the party would actually end at 1.30 or 2, because we were really just getting started and the crowd would fizzle, and like, the good side of it ending before 4 was always that Rosario's was actually still open, because if if it got too much later, Rosario's wasn't open, we had to go to that place around the corner on Delancey, uh... I, c- I wouldn't be able to remember the name yeah. to save my life, but it's it's not good at all. But you would still eat it at 4 a.m. after the bunker. But, sure. So Rosario's was definitely my Lori side joint. Um, so switching to pies, I guess. Or Up for the full pie uh, to Tono's. I th- I'm, that's, uh, Down in Coney Island. I, I, I know you've never been. That. Yeah. yeah it's, got uh, a bike out there. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a real treat. Um, Tafara, you know. Got a got a shout out to Faro. Yeah, he's the king. Um, I like John's on Bleecker. I mean, that's like the pizza I grew up with, really. Um, I've never been crazy about that one. I mean, I think it's always just really dependable, you know. Hmm. I would agree with that. And yeah, like you know, I've been going there for ever, so you know, it just kind of like becomes becomes comforting. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll give a shout out to New Haven Pizza. Pepe's yes. up in New Haven. Yeah, I've just made it to, after meaning to make it there, every time I'm up north somewhere for literally years, I finally made it not once, but twice rec- recently to Frank Pepe's, and that's super solid. Yeah, it's a um, very different style. Very, yeah. very, very, very different. But uh, It's very good. Yeah. Um, the first time I went, they didn't have the clam pie. 
Mm, that's we went weird. there to get the clam pie, and they actually had a sign on the door when we walked up. No, no clam pies, but we ate there anyways. And then we're thinking about getting back until we made it back like three weeks later. So like we, that was so good, and we didn't even get the clam pie. Did you get the clam pie eventually? The second time I went back, okay. I got the clam. Yeah, I went for lunch on a weekday to be sure that they were not yeah. running out of clams. Um, anything else we should shout out? Pizza-wise? Yeah. Well, I mean, we can go for days, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the sign that we need to wrap up the pizza uh, talk. Jordan's sick of the pizza talk. <laughs> I know him. He's not, you know, if I had a pie in front of me, he'd be, uh, he'd be all over it. I love pizza. There it is. <laughs> He just, he just wants to talk about Red Bull. <laughs> What's your favorite energy drink? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I guess we're going to let... Which What's the name of this cut playing now from the Romans album? Do you... Oh, this is uh, Dura Agamea. Okay, so we're going to let this one play out, and then Gunnar is going to play, I think, for the... Do you have 45 more minutes? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay, so he's going to play for the rest of the show. We'll be back for a break in a little bit. You're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. Red Bull Music Academy Radio.
Red Bull Music Academy Radio.
listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio uh, with special guest Gunnar Haslam. It's been a little more hot mixing in the second half of the show here. A little bit more. We could all barely keep up with the track listing here. Um, we're just getting out of a track from Donato Dazi on the, I don't know what the label was, but it was that compilation for Japan after the earthquake. Um, you just saw Donato play at Labyrinth. That was pretty stellar, I heard. It was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I just missed him by a day in Berlin. He played Bergheim the day before me. I was pretty bummed about that. Um, and you have one more track to play here before we end the show. Do you want to tell us what you're going to play here? Um, it's kind of the end of this uh, piece by Roberto Cacciapaglia. And um, just like an old Italian minimalist thing from god late 70s so new italian minimalism old italian minimalism something like that talking about pizza it there's, all comes together yeah, there's a theme to this show guys we <laughs> plan this out um well thank you so much for joining us today it's an awesome show um you're going to be playing at the bunker on november 5th anything else coming up soon that you want to shut out gigs records yeah, I mean, uh, we have uh, a couple of Romans gigs in early November um, in uh, Helsinki at Kaiku uh, in Bordeaux and at in Barcelona. Um, I have a couple solo gigs, uh, Vilnius, Paris, obviously the bunker. Uh, next weekend, I'm in Toronto um, for Halloween. Um, I'm in Mexico City in December. Um yeah, I don't know. Enough. Do you have do you, you have a website, right? Uh, yeah, it's gunnerhouselam.com, but it's pretty, uh, I don't know, pretty lo-fi. Yeah, and you have a SoundCloud? Uh, yeah, again, yeah. not something I keep up with too much, but uh, Facebook is usually decent. Twitter, yeah, those are kind of the... I'm, I'm not a social media, like, uh, I don't know. Guru? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, thank you for joining us today. Um, We've got a few minutes left here, and we're going to end on this track. You're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. (laughs) 